All right. Welcome to About That Ender, Mr. Jordan Bunnell. Thanks for having me, man. Fantastic. Um, just before we start, I need to preface by saying um, you are one of my favorite humans uh, on on planet Earth, just so, just so you know. Dude, likewise, man. <laughs> I know. We're going to start this, start it out getting all sappy, but um, legit, I've... The two guys in this room right here, I've probably known you guys longer than anybody else in my life, and uh, two of my favorite people on planet Earth. Dude, appreciate that, so, man. <laughs> all right, we're going to get into it. So we were just watching some of your um, Instagram clips. Uh, you can follow him at uh, Jordan Bunnell. It's with uh, two L's. Oh, yeah, two well, N's, two L's, like a... Bunnel. Like meat cannelloni. It's like this Italian dish. Like what? Meat cannelloni. I have no idea what that is. That's like Italian kind of crepe stuff with ricotta, Italian sausage. See, you're all fancy and shit. You used to work at a restaurant, so you're all, you know how to cook fancy shit, huh? Sometimes. 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 Do you, just, we're going to go off on a tangent. Since you (laughs) worked at a restaurant, which one did, you worked at a couple of restaurants, right? Yeah. Which ones? Um, I worked at Rubino's, like a small Italian place, um, and then Chili's and Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. Okay, so Chili's, you know, that's good food, uh, but pretty standard shit. Yeah, no, pretty standard. Cheesecake Factory, getting into some fancy shit. And yeah, Rubino's, good. is that like legit Italian? Is that where you learned how to like cook like the... Yeah, it's pretty legit Italian. It's like smaller Italian, but owned by... So do you take those Italians. cooking skills? Do you like make dishes that you used to make? Sometimes I at do. At the restaurants? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And Greg like, gets all happy, like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um... Living on my own, I've realized that dishes do add up a lot more, though, versus at the restaurant, I could just, you know. Yeah, that little <laughs> scoop of this or that, you got to go buy a whole thing of it at the at the store. So that, exactly. That, that shit's like seven bucks just by itself, and you're only going to, like, you just need, like, a little bit. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then just clean up. I think, uh, oh, like, the first year, like, when I moved out, I was just cooking so much, and now I'm like, ooh, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with the aftermath. Fuck that. Exactly. I was working at Fixins, too, for a little bit. Before uh, fixings, that's a uh, soul food, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which brings us right into what I wanted to talk about first: um, your new venture. So you no longer are in the kitchen. You're no longer working for anybody else, right? Nope, not at this moment. Hundred percent working for yourself. Yes. All right. So, so tell me about. Um, take me back from the beginning. Like, tell me how. I mean, I know a little bit, but you know, we both been super busy in the last you know year or two. Um, so take me back from the beginning, like when it started, when you got the idea, and then how. Um, well, I was going to ARC kind of part-time, uh, taking some culinary classes, and I ended up actually uh, graduating with a diploma from there. And uh, in, in what? In culinary, culinary. arts, uh, hospitality management. Sick. And, you know, I love cooking. I was going to get a full degree, but I just, I'm not very good at normal school. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was taking some normal classes at first, and it was just struggling, and yeah. wasn't staying very interested. And um, my neighbor actually is the one who got me into the screen printing. Um, I was looking to help my friend Zach, uh, Zach Dines, who he does graphic design. We were looking to kind of make some apparel, and I was looking into how we could get apparel made. And I knew my neighbor did screen printing. wasn't really sure what it was. But he, uh, he was actually getting out of it, and so he sold me some old equipment. When I was looking to get a quote, I was like, hey, could you help us out? He's like, actually, you want to take this equipment off of me? And worked out uh, for both of you, huh? Yeah, I was like, hey, you know, why not? And it seemed like it'd be cool to get into. And then, Do you still have that equipment now, or did you upgrade? I still do have it, actually, in the Sick. shop. It's still sitting in there right now. So but keep I, it. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. No, it's <laughs> your first one. Because right. It's like, you know, like it's nostalgia. Right. I mean, right. unless you need the money to sell it. But anyways, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I 
got the equipment from him and I started kind of just doing it on the side. I got it at the end of 2017, mm. kind of beginning 2018. And um, yeah, I just started kind of trying to figure out what it was all about. I didn't know too much. I didn't really know what screen printing was before uh, he kind of explained what it was. And then, so did uh, he, he showed you kind of just the ropes, like kind of how to use it? And, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. And then YouTube videos? YouTube is the best thing ever. <laughs> YouTube's the best. <laughs> I've learned so much on YouTube. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah he he did uh, Sacktown tourneys like a softball tournament, and then he they used to print their own apparel for that. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's a paramedic as well. So when I first started, I was just printing shirts for free for uh, his EMTs, and then um, some for the Sacktown tourneys just to get some experience with it because I was messing up shirts and you know. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, and from there it just kind of was. You know, just doing it on the side because I was working at a restaurant at the time, and um, yeah, that's kind of how it started off. And then, and you were you were doing it all set up in your parents' garage, right? Correct. Yep. Shout just out to your it. folks; they're rad. Oh yeah, they if they didn't give me that space, I wouldn't have been able to take in that equipment. So I was stoked. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, the, around the pandemic, I was starting to do it a little bit more, getting more into it because the first couple years, I was mainly just kind of figuring it out and learning how to print. Fucking shit up. So many mistakes. So <laughs> many mistakes. But it's all part of the process, you know, yeah. just like with skating and with anything, you know. Yeah, with anything, for sure. You know, I feel like if you're not making mistakes, you know, you're probably not trying. Yeah. You know. And, then, you, and then so you just started picking up like little little orders. How how'd you get going, like actually making money? Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I was pretty nervous to actually print an order for anybody because... Because oh, yeah. um, you were fucking up so much shit. <laughs> yeah. And, well, like... Uh, just figuring out how to make the screens, how to burn the images into the screen. Yeah. That was a big part of the... It seems pretty complicated. Yeah, it's it's a little back and forth. You kind of like, depending what you use um, to expose your screens, you kind of have to figure out what works best for your exposure unit. Yeah. Or some people just use a light. Some people just use a straight light from above and just expose like that, maybe take a little longer. But there's a lot of different ways people do it. But, um, but yeah, that was probably the most hardest part learning that and then yeah. once i started figuring that out i was like okay maybe i could do this for people now and then um i started posting about it kind of on instagram and getting a little bit here and there but it was so minor in the beginning i didn't know if it would actually be something that yeah i could do full-time or you know yeah or if i was you know gonna be ready to do full-time <laughs> too because <laughs> like so scary <laughs> yeah exactly i was like yeah. you know you want to be able to survive and pay your bills and everything mm-hmm. so um the pandemic's kind of what pushed that, actually. The because um, the restaurant kind of stopped. You stopped getting hours, or exactly. What? Yeah, they furloughed me at the restaurant. Yeah, which you know it sounded like they might bring me back, but I was a pretty like they had a lot of people that have been working there for a long time, and I just been working there about four months. Yeah, and so I was like, I don't even know if they're going. That was bring at the back. soul food place, right? Right. Yeah, and you were like the one white dude that worked there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they were cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when I first started, it was like definitely a different environment, just with cooking and. Um, different type of food. I've never really cooked very much soul food, so it was cool to get to be in Learn that. that yeah, and everyone there was always super cool, and you know, you work hard, and you know, people are awesome. Yeah, but um, but it's definitely stressful. Super busy all the time, and I was like, Man. restaurants are wherever you're at in a restaurant, it's stressful. No, totally, yeah. But I liked it. I I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, when I got furloughed, I started um printing more. And a couple months before it, I was starting to actually get more consistent orders. How are you so, how are you advertising? Like how are you getting those orders? Is mainly that, Instagram. Instagram? Mm-hmm. Instagram helped a lot and then kind of Facebook and word of mouth. Were you um doing like ads or are you just posting stuff? I think in the very beginning, I don't think I did any ads because my content I was like too nervous to actually like yeah. 
do a paid ad because I was like, I don't know if I should do a paid ad yet. Right. But um, it was mainly, yeah, just kind of posting about it. And then I got a couple people and then uh, word of mouth from that helped a little bit. Sick. Yeah. Referrals are always awesome. Oh, yeah. Referrals are the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And so you started, uh, you started getting a, a fair amount of orders. And then you, when did you decide to um, get into a space? Well, um, during the time when I was furloughed, I was really nervous, honestly, with just everything because I didn't know because of everything was shutting down, you know, all the notices were going. I was like, yeah. I think we were all kind of like w- like watching the news, like what's holding going our breath, on? Holding our breath a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, it was just, you know, it seemed like an apocalypse was about to go down to the whole uh Everything yeah. with the stores. Am I going to even need money anymore? Yeah. I, you know, I was packing a backpack. Like I had a to-go bag ready to go for a while because yeah. I was like, I don't know what's about to go down. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, people were surprisingly, um, it wasn't really businesses so much. It was mainly people starting clothing brands. So a lot of people, yeah. which was really cool to see. Like people were trying to start their own clothing, trying to, you know, and I was getting actually more business at that time than I was getting before. And so I was like, okay, maybe this could work. And then I think it was in April is when I started being like, okay, this is actually kind of taking off because I got, was getting more and more requests. And I think I had about 10 orders at a time or, and that's when I was like, okay, like, I don't like, I was new to taking in that many. So just yeah. trying to manage all of it, I was like, whoa, but I was also excited because I was like, it was keeping me busy. Yeah. I wasn't watching the news too much. I mean, yeah, when you find yourself working you like know, a full, you know, 10, 12 hours on something that's yours, it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, me, I, I like to stay busy, so I was just happy to stay busy during that time because yeah. I know being at home was just going to, like, drive me more crazy, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, you know, with all the lockdowns and everything, like, everything was so limited. It was nice to be able to have uh, something to spend time doing, for sure. Right on, yeah. So and I was stoked. Yeah, and to have a business flourish during a time, you know, when we hear everybody's, like, shutting down. Yeah, that's what it was pretty, very thankful for. Pretty fortunate, yeah. I was so thankful. And to be able to help other people, like I was stoked because, you know, some of the clients I was working with, I could tell were out of work trying to do something too. And so seeing them also flourish, yeah. it was just kind of like, oh, no. Hel- helping good. somebody else with their hustle. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, like, you know, trying to hook them up and bring their, you know. No, I totally get that because I do a know. little bit of that too where I somebody comes to me with a product or an idea or a service, something, and they're like, I need a video for this. And I can, you know, right. make make them something that accurately portrays their business, and that they're like hella stoked on. They see the video, and they're like, "Dude, this is going to be so good for us. We're going to be able to do this and this with it." You know, marketing and yeah, yeah being a filmer is so awesome because you, you know, you bring what people are just doing to like, whoa, everyone can see it. Now, yeah, you know, yeah, it's pretty rad. I'm working on a few things right now that um, I got a fair amount of praise. I, I went and shot something yesterday that um, my client had me shoot she's a realtor and she wanted nice she wanted some f- shots of her doing her like broker meeting with all her fellow or agents at work for her. oh wow and she you know <clears throat> introduced me and just talked me up for a good minute and made me feel pretty good just like i mean she's yeah. she's like uber successful and like talked about how like she owes a um a fair amount of success to the media that i've given her you know because the, so the, awesome. the videos and the photos do a lot for realtors, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you see realtors post like amazing pictures. Like, I yeah. mean, the ones that post the nice houses, of course. Well, pictures, but you know? mostly video. The, oh, and the videos, yes. The agents that do the video with me actually talk a lot about how much it elevates their game because 
I mean, multiple times so far in my career, I've had an agent be like, oh, I sent that video to a buyer in the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. they put an offer down without even having to come down. Wow. Because they just were able to see the whole house, and it looked so cool that they were like, boom, I want that one. Now, during the like, pandemic, oh, sure. I'm sure that even probably um, escalated more because I, I remember even hearing in real estate, like there was like going crazy. tours were shut down. They were doing self tours and going crazy just, because every, um, every well, agent now needed a way to show off the house without getting into the house. So they all went to the agent in their office. Hey, who's doing video in here? Oh, that guy's doing video. Hey, who does your video? And then now I'm having like multiple agents call me from referrals and then nice. agents that normally are like, Oh, I, I normally only have a need for photos. Now they're like, Hey, can you add a video? Can I upgrade my package to, to video? That's cool. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, upgrade it all the way. Sure. You can double, you can double the price of it. No problem. <laughs> I don't mind at all. <laughs> oh, of course. That's awesome. Word of mouth. I'm sure with, um, the real estate, that oh, yeah. probably is very helpful. That's what I mean. Like somebody, um, will go, you know, cause it, there's a brokerage where multiple agents are working in one office together. And Mm -hmm. usually a a few of them will be super successful and the others will be kind of trying, you know? And so the ones that are trying will like go to the successful ones and be like, Hey, how do you advertise? Oh, you do video. Who's your video? Can I get your video guy's number? And then boom, I've got like two more clients in that same office because I, because I did a video or some videos with this six, like high producing agent. And then Mm -hmm. all the little, the ones underneath them, we'll try to emulate what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And that's what I want to sell too. And that's where I come in. So that's awesome. Yeah. So the that's awesome. Man. COVID actually was really good for my business. Uh, the first two weeks it happened, everything got shut down. All my appointments got canceled and then real estate agents got reclassified as essential workers. And so mm. all my business, came, like everybody came back and rescheduled those appointments and then, nice. and then some, and then some, and then some. And I well, been, haven't really stopped been going. Man, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Because I remember when you were first getting into filming back at... Uh, yeah, dude, at, you've been around my entire, my entire career, mm-hmm. really. You, we've been friends throughout my... Because we met at mm-hmm. Epic. For the, okay, so for those of people who don't know our history, you were on the team. <clears throat> you were on the team at Epic. Um, last week we just had... Or last episode we just had Lucas in here, who was also so awesome. your partner in crime. We talked a little bit about you <laughs> on the episode um, where <clears throat> you two you two were at the age where you were old enough for me to like talk to you guys and hang out with you guys, but young enough for me to be annoyed by you guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, we were at that like that preteen teenager, <laughs> and you were at Epic the most. You you two were just there the the most out of anybody on the team, really. So, and you in particular. Because you lived right down the road. Yeah, I lived right down the road. So, <laughs> it was like daycare. You were literally like every, every day. day. I mean, I don't think there was a day where you weren't there. And if there was, you were like sick or some hurt or some shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely got hurt a few times. A few times. A few times. Um, but you, uh, yeah, that's how that's how we know each other. And you fucking shredded that place. You were such a fucking, such a good skater there. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're still a good skater. In fact, you've... Um, developed into even even better skater i mean some of the shit you do now dude i I appreciate i think it's crazy i had to get used to um when epic first shut down i remember having to get a lot more used to skating concrete parks way different because i would skate you know i would skate concrete parks you know good amount but it was mainly skating epic with uh certain tricks yeah there were certain tricks kind of doing like some of the revert (laughs) tricks or you know certain transition tricks i remember i was like "Ooh, i gotta take this on concrete now well yeah and i mean you were so good at the bowl 
And I mean, I didn't skate it too much, but you were so good at the bowl that I, I assume the, um, the approach to the coping on that wood was way different than on concrete because concrete's so grippy. Right. You know, yeah. Whereas like on, on the Epic wood, you could kind of just slide out of tricks and kind of flip, totally, yeah. you know what I mean? Like get squirrely and be okay. Yeah. Whereas like on concrete, you, you know, you grab a little bit and you're, yeah, you got to be able to run out for sure. Yeah. Or just be light, much lighter on your feet to be able to kind of power slide through shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas oh, yeah. Epic, you could kind of just stomp through shit and just roll it out. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> you just land <laughs> totally. everything and be okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so speaking of which, we want to. I wanted to uh, look at some of these Instagram clips. I don't know if you guys can see. Oh yeah, we filmed that. Who's in this one? What we got? So um, I'm on the left, and then we got my friend Mason in the middle, and then my friend uh, Kenny, Kenny uh, Kitchens. Wh- why don't you go? Oh, what's up, Kenny? I like Kenny. Well, whose ramp is this? Oh, this is at. Um, Mason, Mason Sunley's, uh, he's a part of the uh, Back From Hell MC Motorcycle Club. Oh, and they got a mini ramp in there? Yeah, it's actually uh, near uh, Mather area. Wow. And it's a Dude, it's a it, looks, it looks fun. It looks mellow. Yeah, I think they're starting to do skate nights. Um, What's I, up? Let me know. Yeah, I think maybe Sunday nights, but I don't know if he might be changing the night soon he was talking about. Well, let me know. Let me know. If you're heading up there to skate, let me know. Yeah, it's a fun that, ramp. That mini, mini ramp looks super fun. It's fun. Oh, your lovely lady. Oh yeah, <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, she's Vanessa. got a she's got an awesome uh, um, thing going. A little side hustle, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. She started doing that. I think um, she was doing it before the pandemic had begun, but um, it was something for her also to be able to kind of stay busy and start doing more during um, when everything was all shut down. You know. Yeah, and she it's does. called uh, just planty things. Just and, planty things, <laughs> and uh, she does these awesome little like yarn or uh twine balls yeah they're like moss balls yeah, yeah they're, they're like japanese grown, kind of style plants growing out of them they're yeah she gave one to my wife it looks really cool yeah they're awesome and they're sustainable um biodegradable eventually too if you like put it in a pot it, you could even grow it in a pot oh sick but um yeah they're made to hang and um yeah she makes them out of moss and then she wraps them with twine and then yeah she can put a lot of different things surviving them the house plants are a little trickier to survive in but the succulent and the cactus and they grow great yeah, and here she is at um, what is uh, some kind of like uh, some fair selling her stuff. Yeah. So uh, my wife actually just started her own business too, um, Stay Rooted Designs. Yes. Doing a landscape design and succulent arrangements, things like that. And she heard about this fair from your um, from your lady and is actually going out there. Oh to, yeah, yeah, we saw that. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Everybody, we're all starting our own thing. That was the one cool thing about. Um, covid is they kind of shut all our stuff down forced us to like find a side hustle honestly yeah or just stay bored at home i mean i already had a side, <laughs> i already had a side hustle going on but i i see a lot of my friends and peers um starting to do their own thing and branch out and try to like make money on their own and i'm always a proponent of working for yourself because making money for somebody else is cool but right it's making money for somebody else right you know totally and, you know, when you're a part of a, you know, certain organizations, it's cool to be a part of stuff with other people for sure. But when you do work for yourself, it is a fulfilling, you know. Yeah. And when you do, I, when you do things with other people, it should be, it should be a collaboration. It shouldn't necessarily be you're working to build their dream. Exactly. You should be yeah, using exactly. your dream to help them build, you know what I mean? Like, cause if you're like, for me, I'm, if I work, you know, I work for people to build their dreams with video and stuff, but I'm doing my dream as well. 
Right. You know I mean, same thing with you where maybe screen printing isn't necessarily your dream, but you're working for yourself. It's your own shit. And I know like that's what you want to do is you, you want to have your own thing, you know, and whatever that may be, fucking do it. Right. No. Yeah. I've always loved just the, you know, creative culture and then uh, kind of do it yourself culture, you know, from being a skateboarder, building skate spots and kind of just creating your own things. I love screen printing because you can kind of do that same thing. Yeah. You can create your own thing and you can also express it for other people as well. You know? Yeah, dude. Uh, screen printing is cool. There's a lot of options to make money there. A lot of options to do things. So here's a cool clip of you uh, just uh, cruising over at Tanzanite in the bowl. Um, I think this is a great representation of uh, really how skillful you are in the transition. Um, there's a lot of switch tricks. There's a lot of things that you do that the average person will miss because you're real tech with it. Appreciate that, man. I mean, for me, I'm not a tranny skater, so half the shit you do, I like. I can't even tell you what the name of it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like half the, the twisty grinds you fucking do, I'm like, ah, that looked really cool. I can't tell you what the fuck that was called, but it looked really cool. <laughs> I think it was Switch, but I don't really know. Yeah, man, skating's fun. I love skating. I probably skate more in transition these days, but I still love skating street whenever I have chance. Transition's a little less impact. Right. How old are you now? Uh, 24. 24, yeah. So as you... As your number grows, you'll wa you'll want the impact much less. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I wish I could skate. Oh, there we go. Twenty five was your twenty fourth birthday. Yeah. And here's a here's a picture of the front of your your location. I'm so proud of you, by the way. Thank you, thank you, man. I just I wanted to throw that out there. I know I got sappy in the beginning, but I'm gonna get sappy again. Um, <laughs> like legit, like you know, you were a dopey little grom. And I and I've watched. And we were all dopey groms. Don't take that as an insult. But you were a dopey right. little grom that I've watched develop into a successful man. And that's like, I'm fucking so proud that you have. I mean, you have your own fucking location signs and shit out front. I mean, yeah, appreciate it, man. You know, you've been doing this for a good minute now, so it's fair to say that it's not a fluke. No, I hope not. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yeah. You know, the first couple months, you're always on edge. You're like, oh, I hope this, I hope I can pay rent this month. And I hope, you know, I hope I'm good. Yeah, I totally, hope I make yeah. enough to make this work. And then each month that passes that you keep making rent, you're like, okay, yeah, okay, no, okay. You know, and then it just keeps growing and growing. Um, so I'm, I'm very uh, proud to see where you've, where you've come and where you're heading. Um, it's very exciting for me. Dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for everyone who supported, you know, Bun Prints. We used to, I used to be called uh, Biz Prints at first. I but remember. when I went to try to get the website name, um, they wanted like 100000 for it. Some people owned it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't get the uh, website name. I wanted to have, you know, be able to at least have like the website. So I'm like. I like Bun Prints a lot better. You know? Yeah. So I was like, you know, what? maybe try to switch it up. I mean, it has a cool logo and everything. So if people can't, if you can't see it, his logo right there on the shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, B-U-N-N, Bun Prince, and it's like a little bunny with sunglasses on. Yep. Shout little, out Zach for helping me with that one. <laughs> dude, it's sick. It's a really, it's clever. Um, and for people who like, um, who see it and then figure out, you know, like know what your name is, they're like, oh, that's clever. You know, like, <laughs> I like it. Some people, when they hear Bun Prince, I feel like they think of like buns, like butt, or they'll think of like burger <laughs> buns, you know, I'm like, man. Oh, but, like you, like you print stuff on buns? Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It's like custom, like custom hamburger buns. Ooh, I could get my face on the top of a hamburger bun. Dude, that's cool. It could be a design concept. Talk about styling at the next barbecue, man. What you know about these buns? What you know about these buns? <laughs> hey, man. Honestly. I look at you wearing a purple gold shirt. 
Yep. Purple gold, man. Yeah, that like that. Well, what did you just do there? That was like a did you uh, do feeble um, 270. Is that what that? It was like a uh, half cap. I think it's so. like backside 270 Smith uh, 270 fakie. Yeah, see, it took you longer to say it than it did to actually do the trick. <laughs> the dad and the daughter came through for that shot, though. <laughs> and then you're doing like switch grabs out of the, just pumping out of the bowl with switch, some switch grabs. Yeah. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Who are you? I think uh, when I first started <laughs> skating, I was um, I was Mongo. I'm really? Not, I'm not you, afraid to say it. When you first started, you were yeah, you I was Mongo. Mongo. Your brother didn't slap you. Oh, yeah, that's the reason I stopped being Mongo. Good job. Dylan. When I would uh, when I'd go skating with them, he'd be like, "All right, on the way there, you gotta like try not to push Mongo." Like when we would skate to the spots, you know, and I'd be like, "All right, I'll you gotta try not to push." Mongo. Whenever, don't embarrass me. Whenever I needed to get speed, though, like it, it took me a little bit to get out of it. But I think it helps for skating switch. I still push I Mongo say. switch. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's like style, though. That's like dude. I'm from the '90s. '90s. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like '90s style. But I, I do just for you know for a little um, to save a little face. I'll put my foot kind of like in the middle, not like all the way in the back. Uh, Okay. You know, and then like I'll push, 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 and then do like a little hop, you know, like a little hop back to go on switch. So I'm not like pushing like full Mongo. Right. You know, I'm kind of just like. (laughs) Kind of pushing. You're like halfway in between, like halfway <laughs> like that baggy 90s style. Like, well, it's hard, dude. That's, I mean, gangster. <laughs> in, when, I, when I was growing up, that didn't fucking, like, if you were going switch, you just push Mongo. Honestly, like, I, was still no switch, see, I still no see, um, I feel like I'll, when I watch like Stevie Williams footage or people like, you push Mongo? Yeah, people still, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you're going to switch, it's okay. Like, you, that's your push foot. Exactly. Like, why do you mean push with the other foot? Why would I do that? <laughs> And then you're hopping over like picnic table switch, so it's like, all right. Yeah, and as long as you do something cool afterwards, right? That's the only time. Like you got to put if you push Mongo, you got to do something cool afterwards, right? Um, But uh, yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, growing up, it just there, there was no switch push, and lately, you know, these days I have practiced a switch push, and I can kind of do a switch push. But it's really ugly. It's really? Like slow and like all like standing straight up and shit. Yeah, I hear you. No, totally. I don't mind pushing. I wonder how okay. that like transition really happened because it, that's what it was for a while. Then people started uh, putting out parts where they weren't pushing Mongo. Because I feel like when you look at old parts, like if you look at old oh, yeah. street parts, like yeah, it's okay. Everybody was pushing Mongo. Switch. Yeah, if you're gonna go switch, you just. Push when did Mongo. that transition happen? Uh, probably when the baggy pants went away. When the baggy mm. pants started going away and the style started becoming more about style, I think is, you know, maybe yeah. I feel like when it started, happening. you got to have baggy pants if you push Mongo switch. Yeah. I feel like it would look weird. Like imagine skinny jeans. Like, yeah, then you just look <laughs> weird. Then you look like you're pushing Mongo. Right. Whereas like, if you got baggy pants, you're just like, oh, he's pushing switch. <laughs> if you got tight pants, you're like, look at Man, that. Skateboard logic is just hilarious. <laughs> but I, I totally get what you're saying. It we're so ju- We're like the most accepting judgmental people. <laughs> Honestly, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so any other cool Instagram clips on here? Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's at Elk Grove? Yeah, it's at the Elk Grove Park. You skate a lot. Skate it must be nice. nice to work for yourself, huh? Nah, honestly, I, I really like don't skate that much. I mean, what is this, 26 weeks ago? Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's not that much, man. Uh, I try to get out once a week. That's like my thing. Like, if I can get out and skate once a week, I'm stoked, you know? But I get, um, it's more like, I get nervous sometimes skating because, you know, I, if I get hurt, oh, yeah. who's going to work? <laughs> I'm in the process of um, I'm hoping to bring some people into our team. My yeah. girlfriend's been helping me out. Vanessa, yeah. she's been helping me out. No other employees, though? No, no. Have you tried time. any other employees? 
No, no. not yet. Oh, well, I'm kind of trying to create more of a foundation before I bring someone in. I, I want it. it to be like, because I mean, I could bring someone in just to help like clean screens or, you know, print when I have a job set up, but I want to have it set up like good when they come in. So it's not just all over the place. Yeah. You know, have a little handbook made. I've been kind of working on making that and just. So people have stuff for reference, you know? Yeah. So it's not too much like, I mean, obviously I'm going to show people how to do things and there's going to be questions, but I want to have like resources where it, uh, that's people can kind of see and commendable. And so, also I want to get some more screens and buy stuff before I bring anyone in. All right. So how, uh, how big are you trying to, how big are you trying to take it? Where, where are your, where are your future goals with the business? Well, I'm hoping cause right now, I mean, we're in a thousand square foot place, not the biggest spot. But I mean, it's a lot big bigger. Enough. It's a lot bigger than a corner of my parents' garage. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, big enough to produce. Right. I think uh, we're probably gonna stay here for the next year or two, and then after that, because um, I kind of work closely with my friend Zach Dines, who does sticker frids and runs Dines Designs. Um, we're talking about maybe eventually kind of going into a space together, just oh, okay. to have a oh, wait, gra- in-house graphic, in-house print. Right, just yeah. to have like a bigger space. Like I think we'll still have our separate. You know, I'll still have bun prints, and they'll have his Dines Designs and. Yeah. Sticker fits, but maybe just so we could uh, get a bigger space. Yeah. You know? Well, and like I said, in-house design, in-house. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, that you can, so that you can, and- you can offer design services, but not through, you know, I mean, you could subcontract design services. So you can right. advertise that you offer graphic design, but right. when the order comes in, it goes to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, actually right now we kind of do offer graphic design services, but it's mainly um, like vectoring services. Well, I mean, no, you know, what I mean is you offer all, like you can offer all the services that Zach offers through subcontracting, just like right. he, he can offer all the services you offer through subcontracting right, so that you're exactly. both advertising each other, but under your names. And then when the order comes in, it just, the money just goes to bun prints, not to, you know I mean? Right. Exactly. We kind of do that sometimes right now. Like I just had a friend who dropped off a table to get, um, he wanted to get it wrapped for stickers. He seen Mm -hmm. if I could help him out. And I was like, Hey, yeah, you know, I have Zach. And so I kind of just, um, middleman between them and help them out. And uh, exactly. Same with like shirts. He's like sent some people my way and I've sent people his way for stickers. And if you're working under the same roof, it's easy. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we, we watch uh, some of those videos, like actually Powell Peralta, we were watching a, like a video the other day of uh, their whole factory of like how they make all the boards and just everything. So sick. So sick, man. I love watching all that. But, um, you know, yeah, it'd be cool if we could have a space where we could just have different services going on, you know? Okay. So you're trying to be like, trying to go big, big. Do you do advertising as of now? Yeah, we do. Um, I do some on Instagram and uh, a little bit on Facebook, but lately I've been... Um, I was doing a lot of advertising last year, like paid ads, but this year I haven't done as many just because the word of mouth has been keeping me yeah, busy you're, enough. You're, you're booked enough. You don't have exactly. to. Exactly. Like once business starts like slowing down a little bit more, I'm looking to start doing some more ads. But right now I've mainly just been trying to utilize the social media outlets and uh, yeah. even a little bit on the TikTok, you know? Yeah. I just heard this as you came in. Uh, you, we were talking about this a little bit. So. Yeah. You know, the TikTok, so, everyone, you know, it's, it's Jay biz is on the TikTok. Yo. Yeah, man. I wasn't on it for a <laughs> Doing while. Doing dances and, sc- and printing screens, yo. Yeah. You know, I got the twerk vids up there, you know? Yeah. That's what's up. Do you twerk, nah, do you nah, twerk nah. while you, <laughs> are you twerking while you uh, do the screen printing? Uh, I mainly print the twerking. I'm just kidding. No. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, no. Cool. Uh, but I'll just use it, you know, it's a extra kind of outlet and it's like a lot of eyes are honestly on TikTok. Yeah. And so I don't really use Should we it start like, a TikTok? Should we have Cameron dance? No, I don't think Dude, so. you know how many people <laughs> want to see that? Okay. I think, honestly, no, I I think we're doing it. I think we're doing it. We're doing Dude. it. Cameron, you're dancing. Get the tick. 
I don't really understand how the uh, algorithm works on that with how stuff gets famous because it's so random. I feel like it's so random on TikTok. Well, so, so is Instagram. I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just random. Yeah, but like people will post something and like someone like uh, will just get so many views on like one random video and it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I wonder, like, I wonder how I don't, they... Uh, I really don't know how it works. I, I tried to figure it out. I'm like, is it how long you post? And I'll try to post like shorter videos, but nah. I think it's just the timing of it and then... Because I was telling you, I posted one video that got like 110,000 views of not really anything at all. It was just like... Well, points. maybe that's the ticket. Don't try. Right. Just take random like horrible videos. <laughs> just just like the worst video. Just like drop your camera on the ground and just... <laughs> and just see what happens, you know? I mean, just take really mediocre videos. But no, some people do really cool uh, like TikTok screen printing videos. There's some printers I follow that just do some awesome stuff. So I'm like, wow. Like it's cool to see how people kind of utilize those yeah, things. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah, I yeah. should probably utilize that stuff more, but <laughs> I hear you. there's such a huge outlet on Instagram. You really don't have to use these, you know, because Instagram is so like huge. I know? mean, I'm pretty. I'm starting to think that maybe I should start advertising too. You're gonna do some ads? Maybe I don't know. Hey, you know? I've never advertised, Bro, dude. Um, never you, on never Instagram. Not one. Instagram, Facebook, you can do, you can like set a limit. And yeah, you can I know. do pretty yeah. low. Yeah, I know. For the, uh, no, I mean, I'm very familiar with it because I've done multiple ad campaigns for other companies. Oh, right. So, like, I'm very familiar with, like, I have an ad account and everything. Nice. Um, but I'm saying, like, just for my personal business. Dude. Not, not, not once. People would love it, man. The podcasts are awesome. I think people would be, the stoked. podcast, I'm worth, I'm thinking yeah. about advertising for the podcast. Yeah. That's, oh, oh, you're talking about for the photographer. For my business, for my mm. actual business. Never. That would be awesome. I've never advertised. Well, it sounds like you stay pretty busy. I'm though. pretty, I'm, that's why I never advertise because yeah. I'm, I'm busy <laughs> enough. Um, but I'm starting to think that maybe I should because I'm in that same boat where I'm, I've got like a little bit too much work for me, but not enough work for two people kind of thing. You know, where like I could hire somebody right now, but yeah, I hear you know, you. I, hear uh, you. I don't, I'm not, I don't really Would have you? quite enough, uh, you know, but if I start advertising, Maybe I could get enough, you know, like, yeah, I'm in that spot right now where I'm like, mm. maybe test the waters, do like some little, like, you know, yeah. five, ten dollars to see where yeah. that's not going to get you anything. Might Scared money don't make money, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, man, just send it and do five, ten dollars. You might as well just put it in an envelope and mail it to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's um, not going to do shit for you. <laughs> maybe. Never know. No, but, I do. Um, no, I do know. But you should try. <laughs> I, no, well, I do know try. because I've done ad campaigns for other companies and the, right. the ten dollar bullshit that's like yeah. yeah gets you some views but doesn't get you any like real results yeah if you want to get like enough work to be able to have someone else you should just yeah yeah you gotta be spending a couple hundreds at a time you know at least minimum um and then you can target the regions too like sacramento yeah. area yeah so. i mean i've had some pretty successful ad campaigns with other businesses nice. through, through facebook and instagram um tar targeting specific things video views and or bookings things like that but Nice. Just for my business, I've just never taken the time to do it. I hear you. Hey. But for the podcast, I'm thinking about it because, um, you know, we need not very many people know about us. So Yeah, shout it out. You know, there's like there's like 10 people listening, so I want to get to maybe like 15. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be sick. Maybe even 16, 18. Dude, come on. Don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to be disappointed, so I don't want to shoot too high. Shoot for the stars, man. <laughs> no, that, that'd be sick, man. Um, okay, so we're gonna. I want to go through some more of these clips because. Ah, this is a little mini ramp, man. Dude, where's this mini ramp? 
Uh, Regency. Dude, um, looks just my size. Zenodomas, you know, just cruising it. But, looks, um, is it metal? Is it wood? Uh, it's, it's made out of wood. This park, I always wonder how it even got there, because it actually says Woodward on some of the other parts of the wood and other parts of the park. Oh, really? Somebody just. I think we went here this day. We were skating at the other Natomas Park, but there was just so many people. We were like, yeah, let's just go skate here. Post a lot about your lady. Oh, yeah. I, bet she likes, yeah. I bet she likes that. Oh, here's some cooking. Oh, yeah. I think this is during the pandemic. Around trying that to time. do a cooking show? Yeah. You know, I was trying to get on the, the cooking, kind of like posting uh, meal prep things, because I was getting into meal prep for a while, but I've kind of like slacked off on the meal prepping lately just because of uh, how busy the, the business has been. Easiest way to chop garlic. Now, let me see. It, this didn't look very easy. I was showing the way that wasn't easy. I was showing the first way wasn't the easy, but now this is the easier way. Where you press it uh, with the knife, and then you can like just pull the skin off. Yeah. And then it, it comes off a lot easier. You know what the best way to chop garlic is? Not to do it at all. <laughs> just throw it in the trash. Dude, you don't like garlic? No, dude. What? No, I'm... Oh, oh man. I'm allergic. Good. You're allergic I'm to garlic? Aller- I'm allergic to garlic. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I've ever heard anyone allergic to garlic. Uh, vampi- you find va- that Vampires. Um, so you're a vampire? Maybe. Allegedly. Dude... Maybe a wolf. Gotta watch out of those full moons, man. No, that, no, that's silver. Oh, that's, that's silver. That's not. They can eat garlic. I think. Oh. I might give them gas. I don't know. But <laughs> no, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm allergic to garlic. There's your lady again. Yeah, I don't post too much on my like, personal page these days. I feel like I mainly well, post on my business. Page. What are you posting on? Bun prints. Yeah, I mainly post on bun prints. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. What are you? Uh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, not awkward moment. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> that moment when you click on your friend's Instagram business yeah, page and you're not one thousand, <laughs> and you're not following them. Um, I'm almost there. Hey, hey, this is about that ender. I, just for my, it's not my personal. I don't. Right, man. I'll spend no, a no. lot of time on this no, one. Hey, good. hey, if you look on my personal one, I'm, I think <laughs> I'm following. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. And there's just uh, some uh, some pictures of what you've been printing lately. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. I try to keep it, try to keep posts coming on there. Whoa, that's a cool one. Yeah, that was for Memorial uh, recently. Yeah, dude. Spot color print. Three color. It was actually four? Five. Five? Five. Oh, yeah. It's it's, one, um, two, three. The shades. It's uh, the the tan, like brown for the, the man skin. It's different than the, like a little bit whiter skin for the, for the oh, wife. And then, right. uh, the brown and then the white as well. Oh, nice. Damn. Getting all tech with it and shit, huh? Trying to. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's super cool. It's all, it's so fun. Like, every time I get to bring a print together, like, honestly, it's just like, oh, no. There's something yeah, about dude, the really process of, like, bringing it together and figuring out, like, with underbases. I think when I first started printing, um, yeah, just, like, kind of figuring out the little things to help the details really pop, make yeah. a smoother print. Yeah, it looks, it, this, yeah. like, this is, like, just, like, a pretty standard logo with, like, a circle and a house and a text in the middle, you know. But right. it looks super pro, professional. The underbase really helps because underneath what, what is, I do what is, is that, um, What does that mean? So the underbase is kind of like when you're printing on dark garments or, like, any, uh, like, black or darker garments. You, um, when there's color in the design, like, if I, what I'll do is I'll print with, like, the white, I'll, um, I'll print like a screen with that. Like, so if there's white in the design or even if there's not white, you'll kind of choke the image like in the graphic software. So you'll, 
you'll do like a few pixels or however many depending on the design because the thinner designs you don't choke them as much but you'll do it so that it kind of underlaps underneath the color so when you when you set up the other color on top it'll um it'll print over it and so the white doesn't show like underneath that blue there's actually in the stars there's white underneath oh so it helps that color pop more exactly because otherwise you'll you'll see the vibrations of the shirt and it just you've probably even had shirts where there's no under base and it's like yeah the color is kind of more dull or yeah or you can almost see through it exactly yeah Yeah. you can see through or it'll start to crack if you try to do multiple layers to compensate for um, yeah no under base See, like, I mean, you know all kinds of techie shit. I've been trying to figure it out. Yeah. The graphic designing has been getting um, into the weeds here, man. It's learning all kinds of all kinds of tech shit on this show, man. About that printing, about all that printing. See, under base right there. Oh, it was at the beginning of that. Dude, with the, uh, I do a lot of live sound work with bands, and now that all that's coming back around, they're all. I'm sending them all your way. Man, I would like, be so stoked. I love getting if to you're teaming up with with Dines too, with stickers and everything. Uh. Yeah, like these the, these things, these shirts that you put out are way cooler than most of the band tees that I see on their merch tables. Yeah, this one looks yeah. so cool. And if you can, yeah, it's like a three Dude, three wolf heads, yeah. three yeah three heads of a wolf with with a cool graphic over the top of them, and it's just got like looks got you know texture color, it's got all kinds of cool shit looking in it. And, yeah, really and you're local, cool. you know, you're not not some company in the Midwest or something. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's cool getting to print for people locally, you know. Like, we have clients, you know, like, across the states, but ma- a main amount of our supporters are, and clients are, um, are more based around this area. I gotta get some of my cards on that table, bro. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll put a stack. I, anyone who ever comes by and is like, hey, can I put, like, my cards, I, I just stack them up. Yeah, dude. Um, and we're, uh, you know, we're looking for sponsors for the show, too, you know, so... Oh, Sack Ramp, you printed, he printed all of, if you've been into Sack Ramp, if you've gotten anything, you print all of our stuff out there. Shout out Sack Ramp. Did you do the chicken and waffles ones too? Um, I, I think he already so. had those think, printed, right? Yeah, I know he had some chicken and waffles shirts sitting around. Yeah, anyways, is this, this is your space? This is the space, and it's changing right now. I've got some shop changes that are going to be coming up in the near future. It is cool, some drip work. Oh, yeah, Zach yeah. helped with getting, that's for my uncle's um, asphalt company, actually, out in Mississippi. So here's some. Uh, he he posts a lot of videos of him in action. So if you like, if you like watching, you know, screen printing videos, satisfying, uh, <laughs> satisfying screen print reveals. Yeah, um, he does a lot of those. Man, I had a garden hose when I was spraying that one out. My my pressure washer, I think, broke that week on me. So I always have to spray it out with the garden hose. Did it, it worked? I could. If, I wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't have said anything to me. I I didn't see anything wrong with that. Man, this is cool with all the drip work. This I was is stoked like a, on making that one come to life. This is a really uh, intricate design here. It's like a hand, a, a skeleton hand around a heart with some lettering and like blood splatter, kind of all over it. it that's a lot of. There's a lot of drip. Was that one hard? That one was a little tricky. It was a fun one to bring to life for sure. It was a little tricky with the underbase because even under those little mini specks, you wouldn't think, but there's, there's actually white. a very mini underbase under all of them. Yeah. And well, just to make that red, because the red on the red speckle and the blood splatter is like super vibrant red. It's like very, very bright. That's what I'm saying. That's a really cool design. Thanks, man. Like, yeah, I love getting to see with the underbase how it really can just help uh, bring the designs to life. Yeah, that's that's super pro, dude. No, okay. Now, a design like this, they did they bring it to you? Did you help them 
how did this one come about? Yeah, um, well, this was a client. He had this already made, and then we offer vector services where we will, like, if people have a design that's already made, we'll just kind of vector. So, like, somebody it. drew it or created it on the computer? Yeah, it's like, you and know, then people, you And then you create uh, the lines to be able to print it? Exactly. Okay. Like, people will send us images that are uh, logos that are, like, already made, like, they're digital, but they'll not be in the vector format. Correct. And yeah. that's what gets tricky with the... Uh, I just sent Zach our logo for About That Ender because it's... I made it, but it's nice. not ready. Probably not ready for print or anything. So what did you make it on? Um, Photoshop, but just yeah, you know, like, painting around and just fucking with shit. But I, it's I guarantee you, it's not ready. Like if he, if I just gave it to you, you'd probably have to do a bunch of shit to it. To right. Well, with the stickers, yeah. it's cool. I think with stickers, you can like like Photoshop's usually pretty good quality. Well, yes, no, I'm, but oh, I wanted no. him to make it to where I can give it to you. Oh, gotcha, you gotcha. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Like I want it. I want it because um, I want to make T-shirts. We, yeah, man, we, we, we want to make t-shirts for the podcast. Dude, you know, I'll hook you up. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then I wanted to do some, uh, like, a couple of t-shirts or something for my my business uh, so that I have some kind of, so I can wear something when I go shoot houses. Right. So I have some kind of identifying. Yeah, no, that'd be yeah. cool. Because I can't tell you how many people, how many times I'm, like, out in front of a house with a camera and a neighbor comes out and is like, can I help you? What are you doing here? Oh, Got yeah. Like a camera in my hand. I'm like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I know eventually we're going to um, be getting an embroidery machine in the near future, so I'm hoping. Yeah, I definitely would then, love some uh, of that. Yeah, I really want to get into the embroidery. But for now, we're mainly just doing screen printing and then uh, heat transfers. Okay, and heat transfers, That's what does that mean? What's the difference? Heat transfers, we do those mainly more for kind of personal um, projects where people are just looking to get like one or two shirts made, maybe like a birthday celebration or something. Um the the quality of them isn't really made to last as well as screen printed, but they're still good quality. But um, like people do, where it's the heat transfer vinyl and then also heat transfer paper. So oh, where you take do, like a you make a sticker kind of and you put it on the shirt. Right, exactly. Like pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much like a sticker where it gets cut out with the vinyl plotter and then it, um, yeah, you just press it right into the shirt. And you can do like multiple color designs, but they're not like as vibrant as um screen printing because with screen printing honestly screen printing really is i think the most vibrant type of printing like even versus direct to garment because it layers each one Wait, what was that what was that you just said direct to garment what does that mean what's the difference in that direct to garment like dtg printing it's um it's like a machine like you it's like a palette like a screen printing but it's a uh, like a digital printer where you put it in this and it goes in and it prints all the colors like you oh okay oh color gotcha. design but it, it in, one, just, in one shot. Exactly. It just lays it all at once. For screen printing, it's like stacking the colors and where it, it's yeah. just a lot more vibrant. Yeah. So uh, screen printing is like a raw image and um, the other one's like a JPEG, which is flat. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> now, direct to garments, though, they, they can hold really good detail. But if you're like, I've seen even uh, printers post like the difference of a screen printed item versus the directed garment style printing of the same design and you can see like really? what the colors just pop so much more and then well, sublimation is the layers thing it's too the, it's the layers yeah exactly it's the layers you're throwing around a lot of big words that i don't know what they <laughs> i'm still figuring them out too i'm just kidding <laughs> too cool bro too cool oh that's for uh, um my girlfriend's sister's uh nephew's birthday sick he was turning two, so I was like, "That's you know, cool." I was like, "I'm like, hey, that's too cool, cool. <laughs> too cool." You know, I was like, and he he wears he looks so cool in it, man. Does he look too cool? Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh man, okay. So I asked Luke, I asked Lucas, um, what one of his uh, like favorite memories from Epic was, just oh like off gosh. the off the top of his head. 
Um, what was he talking about? Well, you tell me. What, what do you? Th- if I just hit you up and said, "What's your? What was your like? <laughs> like the thing that comes to the mind the most that was like this, like the most fun? The walk-ins were really fun. But like, a specific, is there like a specific one? Because Lucas gave me a specific one. I don't know if he dove into this one. Um, were we eating those lollipop things? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, but no, but what was he talking about? <laughs> no, so what lollipops were we talking about? What? What happened? No, nah, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> but what was he talking? You guys about? were eating lollipops at Epic. Hey, you guys were minors. You weren't supposed to be doing that stuff. Allegedly. <laughs> no, he. Uh, no comment. <laughs> he he, ta- he talked about a time that it was just like you and him filming. And I forget exactly what time it was, but he was just like it was just there was one night where you guys were like filming on the up rail. And you guys were just like, uh, yeah, he just was like, everything was working that night. And just, oh, yeah. oh, um, I think I remember when Chris maybe was filming yeah. us that one night. Yeah. Uh, Chris Swallow. Yeah. Um, yeah, when he had that GL1. I remember, dude, I remember one night Lucas got the Smith kickflip on that up rail. That's what he was so good. That's, what he, that's the night he was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was a sick night. Yeah. I think I remember yeah, that. He was just like, everything was working, and I always wanted to do a Smith kickflip, and I did it up the rail. Man, Lucas, dude, yeah, that's the style. That's, that's funny that you remember that, too. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a sick night. That yeah. was a really fun night. And he, I mean, he, he like thought about it for a second, and then like was like, dude, there was this one night. That Yeah, that was actually a really sick night. I loved that up rail, too. That was really fun. God, what happened to the up rail? I don't know. I really don't know what happened to that. I know it got moved around a bunch and like stuck in the back and then over in the corner and then on the, the side. Mm. That was yeah. such a good, I forgot about that. Once upper. we got that super long one that you took home, we, yeah. that one got kind of pushed off to the side and people stopped skating that one. Cause we had that super nice long flat bar. Right. Yeah, I know. And then I have sack ramps bar in it right now too. They're uh, cause I had that sitting in my parents' house and they wanted me to like, Get rid of it. So I was trying to find. I was trying to find a friend where he could just stay at their house or something. I was like, "Hey, might as well let Sacram use it while yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm still living in an apartment right now." So and they they use know, it all the time, which is so sick to see it get used. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my bench is over there too. Oh yeah, I seen so that. I'm skating on that. Don't fucking skate my bench. <laughs> You're sitting. I'm just kidding. It's a bench. Don't. Well, it's just old. It's old. The fallen bench. Yeah, it's old. It's gonna break soon. Oh, if people keep just like jumping, especially when people go and like pop on it right in the middle oh yeah it's not made to yeah, like dude come on it's man. like a kind of flimsy um, yeah plastic hump. yeah it's like dang don't just don't skate it you know dang it got chipped at epic and i got all hella mad oh my gosh <laughs> you you so that was yours you had brought that to epic yeah i bought it oh, wow. i bought that from 916 when they closed wow so they that was the bench that they used for in front of their shoe wall Mm. And Trino, when it, when they were closing, Trino was like, "Hey, dude, you want to you want to buy this or whatever?" I was like, "Yep, yes." So Dang. I bought it, and then it sat on my apartment balcony for a while, and then I think I remember at the old apartments. I yeah, think I remember seeing. And it. then I brought it down to Epic, and uh, I forgot how I got it there. I forget who I forgot how I even fucking got it there. I don't yeah, even remember. It's a big bench. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember anybody that had a truck at the. Did you bring it? Because you kind of had like a, a blazer at the time, right? I don't even remember how I got that bench. Yeah, I don't think that bench would even fit in your blazer. Maybe um, you just like tied it to your roof. You know? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I will, I would never do that to my car. So. <laughs> but anyways, I got yeah, I got that bench down there somehow, and then, we, and then somehow I got it back. I don't know how I got it back. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> 
I don't know. I remember when Epic had shut down, we had got um, some of the stuff. We I remember we got the spine. Yeah, I, I built stoked that. on the spine. I built that. Yeah, you built that. Man, that spine was sick. Is it still at your parents' house, or did you guys get rid of it? My parents got rid of it. I wanted to bring it. I wish I would have got rid I, of it too if it was at my in my house and I didn't skate. This fucking thing if if when we had got rid of it, if I had known like uh, somewhere I could have brought it, I would have brought it. But yeah. yeah, at the time I didn't have anyone who was able to pick it up. Or yeah, because that would have been sick at Sac Ramp. I was just gonna say, yeah, I would have brought it to it's Sac. Just so Ramp. heavy though. It's heavy, but actually we installed trucks on the side of it. Oh, did you? Yeah, we screwed sick. trucks into the side because I used to wheel it out at my parents and skate it. Yeah. I used to. I remember seeing clips of you. Yeah, I was skating it. I'd put it in the garage. You know, I was just like. I was hyped that it was still getting skated. Yeah, man. I I fucking built that thing. It was a little piece of epic too for me. It was kind of outlasted epic. It literally did. (laughs) There's a piece of epic right there too. Hey, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Crazy. It's crazy to think it closed down. 2013. Yeah. November. Uh Wow. Yes. Um. It's been like eight years. Almost eight years. Wow. That's a trip, huh? Yeah. See, it feels like when you say it like that, I feel like I've known you longer. But I mean, I've known you since I think I've known you since I was like like 13. Yeah. 13 or 14. Yeah. So it closed in 2013, but we met. Okay, actually, so okay, so no, we actually met maybe like, we've been knowing then. each other for like 10 years cuz it was like 2010-ish when we met. Right. So it's been like 11. It's been like 11, then yeah. Okay, so that sounds a little bit better. I was like, only eight years? I've only known you eight years? No, because no. I mean, I knew you before. Yeah, because it closed in 2013. <laughs> you fucking. think I just knew you the year dude, after my, it closed? my math is so awesome, dude. I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know, but I uh, I got all A's in school. I believe it. I actually did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, hey, Man. fucker, I did. No, I believe you. I did, I, and, and I went to college. Where'd you go to college? Kind of. Where'd you get a call? <laughs> I went to a uh, small university in Tennessee called Lee University. You were living in Tennessee? Oh, I forgot you lived then, in Tennessee. And then I transferred from there to uh, Simpson University in Reading. Mm. And that's where I played soccer. My grandma lives in Reading. Sweet. Reading school. Eh, skate park. Really. Yeah. The skate park's a little tough to skate. I heard it got built by like community uh, members or something. Reading's a little rough. Yeah. No offense to you, conc- no offense to you, concrete lodge guys up there. I'm sure you guys have a great time, and your mini ramp looks really fun. Oh, I heard, I, I saw, I've seen some posts about that actually. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie Givens, he was on the show. He's from up there. Um, Dang, I just, you know, there's not a lot to do in Reading. Yeah, I hear you. They're close to Shasta though, and Shasta's really cool. Shasta's beautiful, Lake Shasta, and the, they got a skate, they got a skate park. There skate park is yeah. super nice out yeah. there. Super nice. I was, uh, I was part of a Mustang club in Reading when I was out there. <laughs> Mustang club, yeah, yeah, Mustang, yeah, I had a five point that was oh, all built clean. up, all built up. Where's it at? Uh, probably so, in a junkyard somewhere. Oh. I sold it, man. I had two five that I sold. Oh dang! Yeah, I saved them from the I saved them from the graveyard. Like literally, the first one, I I kid you not, pushed I pushed it home. Oh, it, like it was a guy in my neighborhood, like maybe three or four blocks from my house, and I used to see it every day on my way to school, and it was parked in a guy's driveway. And I, and I just, I'm a 5.0 fan, so I drive by and I see it and I'm like, oh, sick car. Yeah. <clears throat> and then one day it was gone. And I was like, ah, oh, I must have sold it or something. And then like two months later, it was back. <laughs> but then the tires were flat and you could tell that it wasn't running. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what the fuck happened with that? Like, yeah. oh, what, whatever, you know. Um, and then uh, it was for sale. And I was like, oh. So I ran up and was like, it, he wanted like a 1000 for it. And I was like, uh, I went up. I was like, hey, bro, I got 600 cash right now. 
right now. And he was like, all right. Yeah, he and probably so just I, I literally things. rolled it out of the driveway and fucking pushed it. Me and my stepdad, I was on the door fucking steering, and he was in the back, and we just like pushed it like four blocks, oh my gosh. four blocks home, and it sat on blocks for maybe a month and a half while we built. It just tore the engine down, rebuilt it up, and uh, I think Sick. I had to redo some brakes, but the tranny was good. I redid the clutch, mm-hmm. rebuilt the motor, and that motherfucker was hot, dude. It was a, it was a 1984... HO was high output, and so it had, mm. dude. It was a, f- it was a savage. Man, it'd be sick to have a Mustang. Yeah, and then I had, <laughs> and then I had another one that was a family, a friend of my parents had this old 1979 5.0, which is the first generation of the Fox body, with like the 5.0 that you know. It's like the first year they did that. So it was a 1979, but it was a Cobra, original Cobra, mm. and he had it. It was like his parents' car or some shit. And it was garaged, like fairly taken care of, kind of. But then he gave it to his son, and his son let it sit in an apartment complex for like four years just out in the sun and like got kind of fucked up. Mm. And so the dude was like, my son moved out of the complex and left the car there, but I know the manager, and the manager's like, if you don't come pick this up, I'm going to have it towed. And he was like, I don't want it. He's like, dang. He's like, what do you have? What do you got in your pocket right now? And I was just like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. And he's like, go get it. So literally my stepdad and I went and got it like it hadn't been ran in a while. So we like put a little bit of gas in it, like fired it up and got it running and literally (laughs) it ran like it, it, well, I had to drive it home and it drove like three or four blocks and then broke down. And we had to like put some starting fluid in the carburetor and get it fired up again. And like ran like three blocks. I mean, it took us like two hours to get it home. Um, But then again, you know, ripped it apart, rebuilt it and uh, fucking savage fucking Cobra dude was so sick. Man. But, you know, you have kids and then you're like, I can't afford the extra car that gets literally six to seven miles to the gallon. I mean, six to seven miles to the gallon. Seriously? Well, Seriously, like you step on well, the gas and you watch the gas gauge just like <laughs> slow. You can like watch it go down. Fuck, man. Put just enough <laughs> gas in it to get to the next gas station. Oh, my God. Man, man, that's how <laughs> that's it's about like, to be right now with how gas is going. Oh yeah, gosh. well, at the time when I had those, gas was pretty expensive. It yeah. was like pretty crazy expensive and I just like was working like a shitty, shitty job. Didn't have a whole mm-hmm. lot of money and had two vehicles and I'm like, what? Oh, come on. Yeah. Man. Two like, vehicles. Can get do tricky. I need a fucking hot rod right now? Like I'm like trying to, f- <laughs> like trying to figure out how we're going to pay for groceries. And I'm like, I got like a hella nice ass hot rod sitting over here. Like get rid of it. Dude. Rent it out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that nice. <laughs> All my cars have been rat rods where they, you look at them and you're like, eh, cause I didn't, never did paint or anything on the outside. I always let them stay the way they looked on the outside but completely mm. rebuilt the motor. So like at least the inside was good. Well, though. Yeah, I mean you'd see the car and you're like, oh, it was a whatever kind of average beat up kind of car. Mm. And then it would start and it would turn everybody's head. Like, Whoa, nice. what the f- fuck? And, you know, like sitting at a light and the whole car is just like Man, that's where I was. Uh, I didn't give a fuck about the paint. Let me uh, make this <laughs> motherfucker hot off the line. <laughs> I hear you, man. That's Plus, tough. those nice cars get, are the ones that get stolen. True. You got nice wheels and nice paint on your shit. Somebody's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Someone's gonna fuck it up. Someone's gonna key it or steal it. Right. Yeah. Honestly, you got a shitty little rat rod. They're not even gonna look at it. <laughs> they're just gonna look right past it. Smart, man. Yeah. Smart. Well, that's my two cents on that. So. Um, <laughs> All right, man. Well, shit. You got you got anything else coming up? Anything else you want to advertise? You working on a skate part yet? Um, With your mystery filmer, you said. 
Yeah, myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, I've recently got a new camera, so I'm hoping to start um, kind of just upping the content for the business and just everything because, I mean, I shoot everything right now. I'll show you guys. I got a, you know, basic little iPhone SE. That's where the magic happens. You see that, people? You know, hard work bam. pays off. Hard work pays off. Yeah, hard work pays off. You know, you get some okay photos and put some filters, you know. <laughs> no. I'm hoping to start just kind of taking the content to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm mainly kind of trying to do, like, behind the scenes right now and just kind of work on that. Start maybe getting back on YouTube as well. Yeah. Get you that J-Vlog going. Yeah, I've kind of been trying to figure out what to do with all that because um, I was starting to do J-Vlogging, but I decided I should probably separate everything and not do it all in the same thing with, like, my skating and just, you know, filming. And then if I decided to want to do cooking things eventually. I don't know, though. It should, I mean... It could. I don't know. All, what do you think? It, I think it should all en encompass your life. It's a vlog, right. so it should be all the things that you do, right? And in fact, I think you know that's one of the main reasons why Joe Rogan is so successful because he doesn't try to tailor his show in one direction or the other. He just talks about everything, and he right. just he's just him. It's just him. Uh, this is everything that I do. Everything that I'm interested in. Right. You know. Yeah. That's so what I think trying to figure out. I think if you just encompass it all under one you know what i mean obviously keep your business separate but for like for like the j vlog it's just a vlog so it's a video blog it's it's what you're doing that day it's what you're interested in that week it's right no you know, totally yeah and and you're you're an interesting guy you have a good take on things and you got a good head on your shoulders so i think if you just if you just keep doing that it'll be a good outlet to you know ever not only advertise your business but also inadvertently advertise your business because you're showing people what kind of um, person you are. So then people are just going to naturally want to work either with you or get, you know, for you or whatever. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, what you're doing with that is in the right direction. Just keep doing, you know what I mean? What feels right. Right. Yeah. No, that's what I've been trying to just figure out and just start. Um, yeah. With the content though, I think it'll be nice to start taking pictures with like a, a normal camera and start getting more like, yeah, you know, just because I mean, it's it's nice being able to take stuff on your phone. It's quick and it's easy, but um, but the clarity start, of the camera exactly. Is, I want to yeah. start putting more work into that because I feel like the quality of the work I'm doing, you know, I want to display it uh, yeah. the best I can mm -hmm. with just like yeah, with photography and you know, videography as well too. And that's why I'm hoping once I start bringing people in, be able to get some better shots too with like videos. Yeah, definitely, because it's hard to film things by yourself. <laughs> yeah, tripods only do a certain certain amount right you know some of those angles like you really just need someone to like well and movement movement's always awesome and and you know having just a static angles like cool but to be able yeah. to have movement in the shot yeah like i follow a lot of different print shops too that just take some you know amazing photos so i love seeing the content that people put out and i'm like man i need to figure out how to take you know different just different kind of content you know yeah but you're uh you're doing pretty good bro doing pretty good appreciate it man and like I said, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of where you're heading. I'm proud of what you've done. Um, and I'm I'm super excited to see, you know, where it, where it goes from here. Yeah, I want to start um, with, like, with the bun prints. We want to eventually kind of try to get more involved as well, just in, like, kind of the local communities with, you know, doing things. Because, I mean, owning it as a skateboarder, I want to be able to kind of support, you know, things that I – I'm into as well, you yeah. know, with it and kind of like bring up the communities that I'm, you know, interested in, you know, giving back to with like, you know, even just teaming up with local skate shops or, you know, doing for sure, you know, because um, we work kind of with abstract as well a little bit. We recently did a, a 420 kind of release, mm -hmm. uh, 
shirt for them. And um, yeah, it'd be cool to even you know just kind of work with different. Um, dude, it'd be good to have you around. Have you providing for all the shops in the area? That would be awesome. That'd be sick, dude. That'd and awesome. a lot of the local bands on top of that too. Yeah, dude. Local bands, man. We've they need it. I've only printed, I think, for I printed for the gels like this band in Folsom, and I think that's really well. I hope you're ready because he's they're not he, he's hey. not he's not joking. As soon as that live sound starts kicking off, he's gonna be um, he's gonna need a stack of your cards. Yes. Okay, yeah, I have some in the car. So I'm going to definitely hook you up. That would be awesome. It's cool getting to work with uh, bands because a lot of bands, I feel like people are artists as well, kind of in the bands. Yeah. So it's cool. Well, and they bring you cool looking shit. That's what I mean. Yeah. I love getting to, I mean, we'll print anything as long as it's not offensive, you know, um, (laughs) obviously. But, um, but yeah, it's cool getting to work with like different type of designs, you know? Yeah. And you never know if that band takes off. Bro. Bro. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, we haven't worked with that many bands, so I haven't really seen that um, that side of, yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, the big bands that sell, you know, thousands of merch, you know. Yeah, we're going to get that like, first 10,000 unit order in. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm hoping to be able to move into a, um, a bigger space so I can get an automatic press eventually. That's what will yeah. be the ticket. Because right now I'm printing on a manual six-color four station, which has definitely increased production from... I started on a four-color, one-station, you know, yeah. just basic press. Couldn't really even hold registration. Like, dude, man, I would jimmy-rig jobs so, like, when I would – I remember even, like, sticking these, like, metal spatulas behind the screen sometimes because, like, when I was first setting up, like, I mean, when you go and you you print a design, you know, you have it on your graphic software and you separate each color and then you have little registration marks um, on them. And then when you print it out, you you line them up on the screen. So say I go like five inches over by three and a half down. That's where like the middle dot on the left corner of the screen mm-hmm. or of the film would be. So you line each of those colors up as they layer on top. But when I first started, I was kind of off when I was doing it. So I remember going to set up jobs and I didn't realize that like a quarter of an inch would really make a big difference or a half an inch when you're setting the screens up. And so I would like be trying to pull the screen up and then put stuff behind it to try to, man, it was like, and then you, uh, you check to, to see, um, where it's at. Like, cause like with the film positives, like you'll kind of tape them on the press and then you'll line each screen up on top and then you'll tighten it. But then when you tighten it, you have to check that it actually didn't like Isn't move. A, yeah. Cause that's the most annoying thing is like, you'll think you got it all good. It you're shifted, like, Oh, shifted just a sec. Yeah. Literally, especially my first press would do it all. Even my new one though, my new one has a lot of micro registration. So now there's all these different parts I have to learn to tighten. And so it's been just like trial and error. I mean, I've had jobs that I was like, okay, this job's going to take, you know, a couple hours, an hour to set up, spent like six, seven hours and then didn't even set up. I've slept in the warehouse before just trying to like, Damn. wake up the next morning to meet deadlines you know like it's that's the grind though bro that's it's the grind. been the hardest part of it like uh quoting deadlines yeah and i'm still working on that for my clients that we have missed them <laughs> but most of the time we we stay pretty good with our deadlines you know but it's it's when personal life comes into play is what will happen you know because it's like i'll be okay this is going to take two weeks but then like things come up in my normal life where i'm like oh i need to do this i need to do this you know I need to go grocery shop i need to sacrifices laundry you know mm-hmm. i don't have a laundry machine in my uh, apartment so that's luckily my wife handles most of that stuff for me so i can focus on and you got one in your house too man that's a wife yeah I, I got a wife in my house have <laughs> funny <laughs> Oh washing machine. Oh washing machine. Yeah, laundry machine. Makes, that makes more sense. Yeah, it would be nice to have one of those. A wife. Uh, a washing machine. Washing machine. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny guy. But no, man. Yeah, it's fun. The process is fun. 
Uh, but yeah, lining up the screens with the new press is better for sure. The old one, it would it was just man. I when people would come at me and they want like a four color design because I would advertise like, oh, we can do up to four colors. It's like, yeah, I could do it. The sweat just starts coming. <laughs> but yeah, <going laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I, yeah, I could do it. Honestly, the designs where they didn't overlap super hard were um, usually stayed pretty good. Yeah, but the ones where I'm like, it needs to be like, I'm like, man, like I just be struggling. Trial and error, man. These are the stories that you'll tell you know, down the line once you're rolling and somebody's working for you and they're like, how do you, and you're like, man, it's one time. Man. Yeah. Things are always, you know, there's so many, it's so like tedious. Like even when you set up a job, you really have to check for pinholes too. Um, like there's little dots in the emulsion when you spray it out, like mm-hmm. sometimes get sprayed out of the screen. So you'll go to print, like say you'll print 20 shirts and then you don't notice this little speck is like coming through of ink on the shirt. Like you really have to like oh, hold no. it up to the light and like, not even analyze it for like a second. You have to like really look at it for a minute because I'll still sometimes occasionally like not see it right off the bat. Not, you know, just be like one dot of color that's supposed to be there. They have little guns where you can spray it out. But I I mean, we try our best to always make sure before beginning. Who wants to to do that? Yeah, no, exactly. You, you always want to like really just even to like, I'll take like four or five minutes to really just like look big. Okay. It's all good. And then checking the screen too, because when you tape up the screen, sometimes the emulsion doesn't, isn't all the way. Like when you, coat it with the emulsion you don't usually do the whole thing you'll leave a little bit but sometimes the ink can come through on it and that's when it's like oh my god because you'll have your job will be good you'll be you'll be printing the job good everything's good and then all of a sudden ink just like a full line and you're just like dude and like that's why we try to order sometimes extra garments in case things happen but our okay so how much gotten a lot better how how many shirts do you have just thrown in the corner oh man but we do actually we try to be like it's eco-friendly with everything and um anytime there's a misprint or anything we reuse the shirts as rags okay same for like sweaters because man i so how many bags of rags do you oh man we got this (laughs) container i have this container that's like almost the size of this table but it's like this tall fully full of rags and then i have another bin with some too well you oh, could um i recycle them though so you could donate too right you could like take like a like take them to like the thrift store or like whatever just like you know i because they're about shirts that. i mean they're still wearable shirts exactly i've thought about that but sometimes like the print like i mean when you have a huge spot of ink or it's just it looks bad it's like i don't really want to give thrift store shirts that like even if someone getting that'd be stoked they you might know, just be like man like you know what you should do i don't know <laughs> is uh keep a couple keep like a bag in your car and when you see homeless dudes like on the uh on the freeway overpass right. just be like hey bro you want some clean shirts honestly yeah and just like be, be like cool. hey i do a printing thing where i'm like i fuck up shirts and if you, do you want some clean shirts yeah honestly that would be really cool because then they'd be like i mean yeah, yeah homeless dude. people yeah yeah I, i'll take a shirt that would be cool to do that would be awesome actually. yeah if you got that if you have that many just take like a couple that like aren't too bad but like you know right. maybe just like the dot ones right well a lot of them have been kind of there. Actually, I probably have a, maybe some recent ones. We don't really get as many mess ups now. Getting better much. at it. Yeah, I'm getting better at not messing up as much, but things can still happen, you know. But um, but I've cut a lot of them up, and what I'll do is I'll use them to wipe a lot of oh, ink. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, I mean, I spray a lot of chemicals on these, and I, and no, I so I wouldn't want to like. Give uh, it yeah, back. yeah. But when yeah. there is that, actually, honestly, I'll probably do that maybe in the future because we have I have so many now where I'm like not really trying to get too many more because mm-hmm. I reuse them. Yeah. I'll take them to a laundry uh, mat. And honestly, the process, I, I have video. I'm actually probably gonna make like a little TikTok or some of it of how I, uh, recycle them because like what I'll do is I'll shove them all like in bags. Like when they're dirty, I have like dirty laundry things at the shop, but then 
we'll just put them in bags until I have enough dirty to go to the laundromat. And uh, before I take them to the laundromat, because some of them, like when I'm cleaning up a job on the screen, like, like it'll paint. be gunked with yeah. ink. So I don't want to just take it. the washing machine. I, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll clog up uh, my washout booth. I'll clog it, put some plastic at the bottom, and then um, I'll fill it with like a bunch of just like chemical, like bleach and different things to try to dissolve some of the uh, thing. It, man, it is nasty. That's uh, yeah. definitely part of the nasty part of it. But but it's worth it because, you know, rather than just dumping it all into the trash or just throwing it or just using a bunch of paper towels too. Yeah. We Like we don't use any paper towels in the shop at all. That's good. Because, yeah, it's just like when I first started, I was using those uh, like blue mechanic kind of towels mm. because – you know, I was kind of recommended to use those, and they did good, but I just hated seeing how wasteful it was, and it's money, and I'm like, you know yeah, what? those are expensive. Yeah, and they really don't absorb. I mean, they absorb pretty good, but shirts, fabrics actually do a really good job, too. But yeah, the, when I get them in the washout booth, yeah, I'll just wring them out a bunch, and then I'll put them in the bin, and they'll all be kind of wet, but then I'll take it to the laundromat, and the, it hasn't messed up the laundry machines yet. Well, that's good that you're, yeah. uh, you're eco-friendly. Try to be eco-friendly as yeah. we can, especially with like point, uh, printing... Uh, mainly plastisol because most of the inks I use are plastisol based. I recently, like these shirts, I'm going to give you one before you leave. I printed water base. Um, there's some of my first actual like production water base hmm. shirts. So I was going to actually, earlier, I was going to try to maybe see if we could wash a couple in the laundry machine just to make sure that they d- yeah. the design doesn't, because I was going to wash it last night, but I'll check the them out and see. Late. I'll check them out and see how they do. Yeah, but I think it should be good. I have an infrared uh, curing, and that's why a lot of print shops don't offer water base, is if you don't have a dryer that can, um, do infrared uh, curing it won't cure the ink it's like you know, a just lot wash hard. out in the machine yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's the washer it's gone <laughs> literally yeah it's really hard to cure water-based inks and that's hmm. a little bit of the, the downside but i mean it's worth it when it's you know it is more eco-friendly because plastisol is plastic based so it's yeah not the best for yeah the, it won't, won't break down as well yeah exactly and they're more like kind of vintage, you know, like there's like old school kind of vintage shirts where yeah. it's like the ink is like more into the shirt. That's also yeah. what's nice about water base. It's not like like soaks into the shirt. Yeah, like this actually is plastisol right here, but um, but yeah, the water base it's more soaked into the shirt. Sick. But yeah, just figuring out you know little things, you know, tips of the try trade, to try bro. to save money where you can. Tips and tricks. That's all. That's all. Small businesses is man is just, tr- just constantly trying to find tips and tricks on how to either save time or save money. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. make more money or make more time. Exactly. Making time. Yeah, Just definitely always, speeding up production. It's always about time and money with small business. Dude, totally, man. Yeah. Especially with mainly just running it by myself right now. I try to figure out... Um, yeah, just like the, the fastest way to do everything. It's definitely been trial yeah. and error. Yeah, how efficient can you be in one day? That's like... I've taken that challenge many times. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun and sometimes it's, it can get stressful for sure. But yeah. Yeah, especially when when it's it's weird uh being a small business owner is it's it's stressful when it's like super duper busy or super duper slow right like, like the yeah. in between like the average days you're like just cruising mm-hmm. you got like six to seven hours worth of work you're good yeah but it's those days that you have like either 12 hours 14 hours of work that day or no hours of work oh yeah like no, pulling your hair stressful. out pulling your hair out both the way both what you know you're just like God. That's how, like, in the very beginning, I think uh, the first, like, few months was the most stressful. Like, from September to December, I honestly was looking kind of, I wouldn't say grim, but I was like... You can say grim, it's okay. Yeah, I was just like, like, it was just, I was just like, I need to just keep going. And, well, I think the problem was for me was when I was printing in my parents' garage, 
I wasn't charging that much for my orders. Like I kind of looked yeah. online and kind of see what people were charging, but um, I was probably doing it cheaper than other print shops, maybe. Or I don't know. I well, you didn't know you didn't know your worth yet. Exactly. Yeah, I was still pretty new, so I wasn't trying to be like too expensive because you know, people might complain more if oh, the print's not, you know. Because yeah. people, I mean, getting prints, they knew I was new in this, you know. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty personal when I talk with my clients and everything, but um. But yeah, just figuring out the pricing was the hardest part because the first few months, I think I was like charging like, I was pretty much charging enough to pay the rent, but then I was like barely having enough to even like pay my rent at the apartment after. So I'm like, dude, like. And if we you need some profit too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, in the beginning I wasn't trying to be too fiendy for that, but it was like, yeah, just trying to figure out how to, yeah, like to charge where it's profitable for the business. And actually, um, Ryonet, which is like a kind of like a screen printing company platform they kind of run a big amount of the uh, screen printing industry they have a profit calculator on their website that helped me a lot figure out like because you can plug in like your overhead and um you know your cost per shirt and just like kind of like you know yeah all the different things that go in to see like how much you should make and then i did that and i was like oh my gosh i was like seeing that i was like charging pretty much just enough to pay the rent Dude, when I, I look like, back oh, on some of the some of the videos or events or things that I've done, the commercials I've shot for people, mm-hmm. and what I charged them, I'm like, bro, like I same thing that. happened. Like, oh my god, I gave you like five thousand dollars worth of work for like seven hundred dollars. Like, oh my god, I'm fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's, it's definitely like a like a moment for sure. But you learn from it, you know. I'm sure you've learned a lot from the years because I mean, you've been working for yourself since. Pretty much since Epic, right? Yeah. Or, I I mean, you were working with Board Warrior, I know. Basically, like, 2016 is when I officially opened up my own thing. Right. Um, But, you know, 2013 is when I started with Board Warrior. So, 2013, I've been a full-time photographer, videographer. I mean, technically working for myself, but I was in a business with partners. So, yes, I was working for myself with other people, uh, but... Um, you know, 2016 slash 17 is when I like really started kind of doing things on my own. That's cool. That was probably a cool transition though, to see like, okay, like, you know, you probably learned from some of the mistakes maybe they made or something. Oh, big time. So you were like, okay, when I do my thing, I know what to do now, (laughs) you know? Big time. Yeah. I, I learned quite a bit from working with, um, with those people, um, all positive. You know what I mean? Like I love those people. They were, they helped me a lot. Right. No, they helped me give me my start and they were all great people. Um, but just the business we were in wasn't suited for that kind of partnership and it was Mm -hmm. just never going to be successful in that dynamic. You know? Yeah. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Um, without going into too many details, it just, you know, so awesome platform to be able to like, and two, to make it where, yeah, you didn't just have to go get, like, a normal basic, you know, nine to five or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, they they did, uh, I guess, provide a little bit. But, no, I wasn't um, I wasn't really paying the bills. Uh, yeah, it, like, wasn't enough, though, for... No, not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I w- in trying to build a business, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I I made, you know, five or $600 a month mm-hmm. for, like, a whole year. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Like that's literally, funny. like five or six hundred dollars a month for the whole month. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, back then it maybe rent was a little bit easier, cheaper because now I know it's wasn't that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I feel but it. Um, I feel it. <clears throat> luckily, Crystal had a job. Crystal right. Crystal was working at the state, so I had we had a cushion that the, at least the rent was paid, 
we didn't have hardly any money at all, but at least the rent was mm-hmm. paid, you know? Um, and, you know. No, I hear so, you. So while they did provide a platform for me to learn, um, I, you know, I provided a lot of things for myself. You probably got a lot of skills, <laughs> and that's good. You were able to kind of just get out when you did then. Oh, I had to. Your own I thing. had to get out because it was never going to be successful in a partnership. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it just never was going to be there. Um, so I had to break out on my own. And that was super terrifying because in the partnership, I had somebody who was in charge of sales. I had somebody who was in charge of accounting. Mm. And I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. But they weren't doing their job, which is why we were not succeeding. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take it over. Nice. And now I'm succeeding because I'm yes. doing it the way that I wanted to do it. And I don't, I mean, I'm not doing it the, always the right way and I'm not making a million dollars a year yet, but I'm successful enough. But you're building a foundation yeah, and that's you know? what it's all about. You know, it's like with, you know, I, people, you know, can start businesses, people, you know, in their, you know, fifties, sixties, even starting businesses, you know, people. So it, it's like, I think when you're building, you know, a foundation of what, if you're into what you're doing, I think in time, like, Oh, absolutely. Good things are going to come, you know? Yeah. And, and just on paper, just business wise, if you like, if I was talking to an investor, you know, my business has had, um, uh, steady growth every single year. So, nice. so every single year I have not backtracked. I, I have never backtracked, uh, b- below what I've made the previous year. And I've always, nice. you know, I've always gone, um, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20% growth every single year. Nice. So with those numbers, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I could. Yeah, could, that's could, super important. Know. That's super important. Especially even like during this last year where it was like the most challenging year for, I think everybody, honestly, no matter what you were doing, I feel like last year was, yeah. I mean, some jobs, I guess stayed the same ish, but I'm, honestly, I feel like most got stressful, even if it was like you were out of work or if you're working. So like, like yeah. imagine even just say you're working like some ba- normal grocery job. You know, like last year is probably like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, because it, it really showed how much we really do depend on our, you know, grocery workers. They're just as important as our people in the hospitals and everything, you know, because they're, you know, yeah, keeping it going. Yeah. So I feel like last year, but with doing your own business, definitely it's like, was last year is a lot more stressful. Definitely. Kind of. Yeah. You know? I mean, we had the time to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually. Yeah, that is true. Um, all right, man, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, is not really anything else uh, to promote, right? Because we, uh, we talked about your business. Uh, so if you guys are looking for uh, any kind of printing services, um, yes, <laughs> any kind of stickers, any kind of shirts, any kind of hoodies, jackets, whatever, right? Yeah, stickers. Yeah, I can send him a uh, sticker for it. So you know, yeah, because he's got Zach he's got Zach right next door, right? So you can, yeah, we're in the same business. You complex. guys can handle any kind of like logo creation, sticker design. And he's like starting that. to do uh, window decals. I saw that video you helped him uh, yeah. put together. It was actually really cool. Yeah, just you know, it's you know, it's what I do. <laughs> it looked cool though. Um, okay, so yeah, you can follow him. Um, you know, his personal is at Jordan Bunnell, but make sure you follow his business at Bun Prints. That's two ends, Bun Prints. Um, and uh, go uh, go give him some pat- patronage. Go give him some, uh, <laughs> s- send some shirts his way. I'm sure you have either a, a side hustle, you got an event coming up, you know somebody who needs some clothing printed, um, hit him up. Uh, make sure to follow us on all platforms about that ender. You know, like, subscribe, follow, rate, all that 
fun jazz. Thanks for having me on the show. Dude, thanks for coming. Um, Very stoked. To again, to like I said, one of my favorite human beings. So, of course, I had to have you on. Whether you had a video part or not, I had to have you on, bro. I'm proud of your business. I'm proud of you. Um, looking forward to where you go from here. Appreciate that, man. All right, man. Likewise. That's uh, that's it. And uh, we're out. All right. Peace.